Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson. Really happy to be joined today. We don't have her on enough. Sarah Riappel, who runs uh, Portfolio Solutions at RBC Global Asset Management. Hey, Sarah. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's been, I think it was October was the last time I was here. Yeah, that's way too far in between appearances. So we, we, we'll have to fix that in 2022. That'll be uh, my New Year's resolution. Uh, and right. I'm sure every, everyone will be happy that uh, if, we, if we get you on a little bit more, because it's, uh, it's always great to hear you and hear your insights, particularly when so much is happening in markets. It's been a really eventful uh, couple of weeks and, mm -hmm. and, and lots has happened, lots has changed since, since we last spoke. So, uh, you know, wh what's your view of the economy? How, how's it evolved? Wh what's your mindset right now? Well, as we talked about last time, we're really impressed with the resilience of the of the global economy throughout this whole pandemic period. You know, it's been supported by monetary policy, fiscal spending, um, and then, you know, an effective vaccine program. So right now, leading indicators of the economy still continue to be strong, looking for robust economic growth, although they are uh, down off of their highs from earlier in 2001. But, you know, the volatility we've seen in the last couple of weeks is a result of some some new risks that have sort of come on the horizon. The Omicron uh, virus variant presents a new threat. The extent to which the, the spread can be contained is going to be critical to, to know whether it's going to have an impact on the, on the global economy and markets. Uh, China presents another uh, major source of uncertainty, stricter regulations, slowing growth there, uh, highly indebted real estate sector all uh, pose challenges. Uh, for the second largest economy in the world. And then inflation is also running hot. Uh, high demand, shortage of workers, supply chain constraints are all impacting inflation. And so we expect above normal inflation to, to continue over the, the medium term um, at this point. Uh, add to that central bank policy. So central banks are looking to dial back monetary stimulus. Uh, some have already begun to outright uh, tighten. Uh, in the U.S., the Fed started tapering its asset purchases in November, uh, seems to be increasingly ready to raise rates, which we expect to happen sometime uh, next year. And so this sort of the, the, the removal of this accommodation that we've had over the last 18 months is a, is a shift in monetary policy, which at the margin um, should be less supportive of financial markets. So something that that bears close close watch. And, and so all this, and that's created some additional volatility in markets. So has it changed your forecast in any way as, as we head into the new year? Uh, maybe a little bit around the edges. So, you know, bond yields have increased over the past quarter, reflecting those higher inflation expectations and, and the prospects for higher interest rates going forward. Um, the bulk of the rise in interest rates has been around the short end of the yield curve, while the longer term bonds have been uh, much more tempered um, in, in terms of movement. We continue to think that sovereign bond yields are showing a significant valuation risk. So we expect yields to rise gradually over the, over time. There are some secular forces that are going to, um, you know, limit how the extent to, to the rise in yields over the near term, uh, but certainly something that, that bears watching. Uh, looking at equity indices, they've climbed to new highs during the quarter. As you said, we've had some increased volatility over the last couple of weeks um, as it sort of slowed down a little bit with the Omicron virus and some of these other um, risks that have come out. Our model situates um, equity valuations above fair value. So the S&P 500 in particular is this the most expensive equity market in the world. Many markets outside of the U.S. are no longer trading at discounts to fair values either. Um, so we expect valuations are going to be a headwind going forward, but we have had very strong corporate profits as an offset. So S&P 500 earnings are up about 47% uh, so far this year versus 2020. 
Um, so, you know, it had really tremendous uh, growth in, in corporate profits to support equity markets from here. And looking ahead, um, mid to high single digit nominal GDP growth should be supportive of double digit earnings growth going forward as well. So we do still, um, despite the increased volatility and elevated valuations, we still have fairly strong prospects for equity markets over the next 12 months. So, so for you, Sarah, what you do so masterfully is you take all of this and, and, and out of all of that information, all of your thinking, you build portfolios. So are, how are you reflecting this in, in changes for asset mix across different risk profiles uh, in your portfolios? So we made a small reduction in the equity weight um, to reflect some of the risks that we just talked about in the markets. So we still believe that stocks offer better potential, uh, especially relative to bonds. But we have to recognize elevated valuations, narrowing equity market breadth, uh, recent widening in, in credit spreads and some inflation concerns. And as also the new Omicron variant all pose some additional risks to markets. So as a result, we're flagging the deterioration um, in this backdrop with the second cut to our, our equity um, weight over the last couple of months. So 50 basis points out of stocks and, and into cash. So we remain overweight stocks, just a little bit less so than before. Looking at bonds, as I said, the prospect for higher, higher yields likely means um, very, very low to potentially negative total returns from the bond side of the portfolios going forward. Um, you know, any meaningful increase in, in bond yields is going to um, pose a, a risk to returns on the bond side of the for portfolios. The reason that we put the proceeds of the equity sale into cash is to as a cushion against uh, volatility. So we're going to look for opportunities to, to deploy that cash into the market at, at better valuation levels. And and I will also be look on the lookout for improving technicals in terms of, of, of breadth and, and more participation from international markets in a rally going forward. So, um, as I said, a little bit less. Um, stocks in the asset mix, but still remain overweight because we believe the prospects for stocks over bonds remain superior. Yeah. And, and, and not that surprising. And we've, we've had Eric LaSalle's on talking about the, the economic cycle, where we are in the business cycle. We're moving solidly into the, the middle of that economic cycle and yep. uh, not surprising that, uh, that you'd make these kind of moves at, at, at that point in the cycle. Yeah, absolutely. That's correct. Great, Sarah. Well, that's a, uh, as, as always, fantastic update. Very tight, concise, right on the mark. Thanks again for <laughs> uh, for joining us. And uh, and again, we're going to get you back more often in, in the new year. Perfect. Thank you. Look forward to it. This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management, Inc. for informational purposes only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.